Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Momentarily, we'll head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063 and hook up with a guy who continues to uh, make uh, more fans out there, uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. You can also text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We will tell you that some guests on our show receive guest certificates too. Japanese Village now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. Spectre from 105 to 123 today, and uh, then at 135 today to talk about the Children's Advocacy Center in Red Deer. Tomorrow night's uh, 50-50 drop, a guy that uh, contributed in the Battle of Alberta Golf Tournament that was down uh, in Red Deer a couple of years ago. Uh, advocate and survivor, Sheldon Kennedy, longtime NHL player. Alright, without further ado, uh, we are pleased to be uh, joined on the line by Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. The Horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost care. Stay safe and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Just before we do, Mark, I want to read a text from Colin, a longtime sports fan, uh, a well-known guy here in town. I won't, and he just says, Bob, far too many people in this fan base in the city are simply not well. Social media has given them a voice. As a society, we have fallen so far from the industrious, appreciative, optimistic, thankful people we, generally speaking, once were. This Sads me, and I think this was in a bit resp- uh, to the response, Mac. That you know, we had we had people jumping on dry saddle, jumping on the team after losing last night's game. Uh, with one of your rare moderate points of view, uh, you, you know, you basically said you're not going to win every night. And the reality of the situation is, and I don't want to put words in your mouth here, Mark, but when you go 26 
11 and 2 over a 39 game run. That's half a season. You do buy yourself a little bit of currency when you have a performance like a game like last night, 3 and 4 against the rested Calgary team. Agree or disagree? Oh, for sure, Bob. And that's sort of the macro look at it. The micro look is you know, Leon Dreisaitl won a Hart Trophy. He's the second in the league at scoring. He's a fantastic, unbelievable good player almost every night. And he had a lousy game last night. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many of you out there listening right now, when you have a lousy day at work, it mixed in with several months of good days, does your boss take you in the office and threaten to fire you? No. You know? Leon had a lousy game last night. He'll have a real good one Saturday, I'm willing to bet. So, you know, you, you got to look at this thing big picture, man. They play a lot of games, a lot of hockey. It's there sometimes. It's not there as others. Anyone who goes to work and never made a mistake, put your hand up, right? We make mistakes every day on the show, Mark. Mm-hmm. Some have some have actually suggested you're one of those mistakes. <laughs> and, and, and most would suggest I'm the one consistent mistake on this show. So, so there you have it. No, but like yeah, the, the reality of the situation is, hey, if if their record was 11-26-2 instead of 26-11-2, then hammer the crap out of them. But it, right. I must say I was a little surprised. And then I was starting to think, well, are we getting like, and the texts weren't 403 texts. They were 780 texts. I'm like, well, maybe there's some, you know, maybe there are some Calgarians that are, I don't even think Calgary, like, I just say it right now. I think Calgary's got a decent team. Like, you know, I was on the panel last night, and they're like, well, what's going to happen in Calgary? And I go, thinking to myself, well, if they're in the Pacific Division this year, they would have made the playoffs. They're better, in my mind. Maybe. Oh, come on, man. They're better. Like, come on, Mark. They're They're better than the... I I would be disappointed. If I'm a Flames fan, I'm not agreeing with you, Bob. Sorry. They're not good enough. That's not what I... What I'm saying is if they were in the regular Pacific Division this year, the Flames would have been in the playoffs. (laughs) Vegas, Edmonton... Calgary would have been in the top three spots in the regular Pacific Division as we had construed the last couple of years. The three Cali teams would be behind them. They're better than Arizona, in my opinion. Okay, and they've been better than Vancouver. I guess now, maybe, so, sure. Right. But, so I mean, we're making up scenarios that find success okay. in Calgary in the division they're in. They've greatly underachieved. They're not good enough. I'll say this as a fan of Brad Trey Living, and he's one of the nicer people I've ever met in the game. I think he's been there six years, and he's built a team that's looking at some version of a rebuild again next year. So you tell me where Calgary's getting anywhere, Bob. I don't see it. I, Mark, I'm going to say it right. First of all, they're not done yet. That's established that they're four points behind Montreal. The Canadians yep. have the Canadians aren't aren't exactly sprinting home like Secretariat the seventy three Belmont. You know what I'm saying here? Like Montreal is limping to the finish line. Now Calgary's got to win all their games, but you know they play a style where if they can get the lead, they can win some games here. I, I, I would never, I, I would never this. I don't necessarily love how Daryl Sutter coach teams play, but I would never dis there's a chance. It's a it's a it's a long shot. It's a ten percent chance, but you're saying there's a chance. And I do think when we get back to the regular I put it this like do you think they need to blow it up down there? I don't think they need to blow it up. I think they need to make a couple changes. I don't think they need to make substantial changes. What about you? I think that when I look at the Flames, that they have underserved their fans, and they're they're very much like the Oilers over the last 20 years, Bob. The fan base up here, I don't need to tell you how little success we've had. 
But yes. now you're looking at a team here that is on the cusp of becoming a Stanley Cup contender, a team that we're, you know, we'll see about this year. I think I'm looking to pick them to win the first round. Then we're going to re, you know, we're going to make our picks for the second round when that comes. But this is an Oilers team that's a couple of pieces away from being a Stanley Cup contender. Calgary, for how many years, Bob? How many years have they crept into the playoffs if they make them at all and lose in the first round? I think they went between 2004 and when to win a playoff series. They beat Vancouver in a playoff series like four years ago. So this is a team that's been, that hasn't got anything done, Bob. They've won like two playoff series or one playoff series in about 16 years. So there's, you can frame that all you want. You can put all the lipstick on that record that you want, Bob. They haven't had a cup contender in that town since about 1991. Mark, when they went... They're underserved. They're not good enough. It's not good enough to be a Canadian market and be 30 years later, and you're still not a cup contender in Calgary. They're barely going to make the playoffs if at all this year, Bob. Mark, who finished first in the Pacific Division in 2018-19? Yeah, and how many playoff rounds did they win that year? Well, Mark, that happens. That happens. You just got, hey, what I'm saying. When does it happen the other way? When do you make it in and win a round? When does that happen? This this isn't a small sample size, Bob. Yeah. I don't know how we've got all the flames here, but this isn't a small sample size. lousy for 20 years. They weren't lousy. Mark, they won 50 games in 2018-19. They came in first. They got upset in round one by Colorado where Mike Smith turned out to be the best player. And since then, something happened. I mean, they were plus 62 in goal differential that year. That was a pretty good mark. Didn't they it lose a, a five-game series to Colorado? Yes. Wasn't that a five-game series? They so did. It wasn't close. And, I, and, wasn't and, close. You know, and, and Mark, the, the, the thing that was interesting is the Oilers were in the dregs and fans were all over the organization in 2018-19, and rightfully so. It was an underachieving yeah, year. As they should have been. As it they was, it, been. And, you know, and you know what, Mark? All I kept on saying is, well, I got McDavid and Drysaddle. They're, they're, but saying that, I did not expect Edmonton the next two years to be, I mean, the Oilers were firmly in a playoff position last year. They're firmly in a playoff position this year. I didn't think the, the I thought the Oilers could compete for a playoff spot. I didn't think I thought Edmonton would be 13, 14, 15, 16, and instead Edmonton's been more like eight through twelve. And in Calgary's case, I didn't see them going backwards to the degree that they have. But saying that, they're going to probably come in fifth this year. And I and I could see them being back in the playoff. They don't have McDavid and Drysaddle, but they I think they have a decent base. They got a good goal. He's had a tough mm-hmm. year. They got a decent defense. They don't have a lot of prospects coming. I'll grant you that. But I don't yep. think they have to. I I think they they have a reasonably competitive team. And you're allowed okay, to they're, disagree. They're with They're the same team they've been. They're they're a team that could maybe make the first round of the playoffs and probably lose, which they've been doing for 20 years. So yeah, if you're satisfied with that. Then the flames yeah. are awesome, right? I, I don't even know are. if you. I don't even. I, I don't even know if you can blow it up anymore. Seriously, just given well, the current. That's another I mean, conversation. You, and, and, and we brought it up last night, Mark. Like you know, people are like, well, what, what are you going to pay Nugent Hopkins? And I'm th- I'm looking at Nashville, and I'm going to throw this out at you right now, Mark. If the Nashville Predators in the off season, that whenever free agency starts, I don't know what date technically free agency starts. Let's say on the day before free agency, the Nashville Predators at ten in the morning put both Ryan Johansson 
and Matt Duchesne on waivers at $8 million per. Do you Go think on either I, of them, but keep going. All right, so here we go. Do you think either guy, with some teams having $30 million in gap space, do you think either guy would get claimed? Oh, not at $8 million bucks. Are you kidding me? No chance. That's you, how could ho- Carey, you could put Carey Price on waivers right now, Bob. You yeah. could put Carey Price on waivers. Maybe the... I don't know if he's an Olympic goalie anymore. I kind of doubt it, but who knows? You can put Terry Price on waivers. Who has, I think, what does he have left? Does he have six years left at $10 million? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, he's got this... six years left at $10 million. And a, a lot of teams would say, sorry, don't want him. No, 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 no. Hey, Mark, by the way, you're getting some love from the fans here. I mean, I, I took the side that I don't think it's com- a complete. It's an underachieving year for <laughs> You're the heel today, Bob. Yes. I, this text comes in. I agree with Spec. Calgary Flames are an underachiever in the NHL. What happened? They look like contenders in 2018-19. Uh, rebuild coming soon. Again, you can text us at any time. Uh, Bob, who is this Oilers fanboy? Do you have any records of Specter's uh, opinions during the last two training camps? Where did you have Calgary at the start of the year? Did you have them ahead of Edmonton? I don't think so. I think I had I had Evan as a playoff team, and I had Montreal as the best team in the North. That's all I remember picking. I think I had uh, Evan in third. Yeah, this text comes in. Bob, this is hilarious. You're the so-called Oilers homer defending the Flames. You're definitely not a homer. Well, thank you for that. Hey, you know what I think could happen next year if we get back? Mark, let's just hope we get back to some semblance of normality. Yeah, normal Norm- season, sure. Nor- yeah, normalcy. Uh, normalcy. Uh, here we go. I could see... I hope Edmonton progresses and grows to the point where they can compete Vegas for top spot in the Pacific next year. Oh, they, and I think yeah, they will. They will. And, I, and I think they can do that. Yeah. And I, th- I think Calgary and Vancouver are going to come in third and fourth in the Pacific. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll say so it right that's now. fair because the Pacific's lousy, right? If, if you're telling me that those three California teams are in it, I watched it's, Anaheim in L.A. the other day. It was a train was a, wreck of a game. Those it was two a teams were not good. San Jose's yeah. barely ahead of them, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with Seattle. They'll be a middling team because they'll get some good players, but uh, I think the Pacific, if it goes back to what we think it's going to be next year, the old Pacific, it could be the weakest division in the league, uh, but the, uh, Vegas is an exceptionally good team, and I think that the I mean, when the season ended last year, Bob Edmonton was three points behind Vegas. So yes. uh, I think that Edmonton and Vegas next year will be a toss-up. It's Assuming the Oilers get some work done this summer, I think they'll be a toss-up for the Pacific Division lead. And below them, there's a big drop-off, in my opinion. Mark, they'll get some work done this summer. And part of the yeah. reason why they'll get work done this summer is because who they have. They have McDavid and Dreisaitl. If your Bain Pettinger represents Tyson Berry, he, he, they positioned him in Edmonton this year. If you don't think other free agents aren't, uh, other agents aren't sitting there saying... If I can get my guy in there to drive some drive some numbers, absolutely that can happen. All right, some quick hitters for you, Spec. Sports and Spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. Uh, here we go. Uh, and we'll start it off, Mark. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, he got called for a penalty. Some people would say that was an elbow. Some people would – I call that a, a hard finishing play. When you have a two-goal lead, I'm not sure you necessarily do that, but that's – he's a guy that plays on the edge. He gets uh, – he, he got a piece of uh, – the uh, Oilers, Chris Russell. You heard Dave Tippett. He says day-to-day. Uh, I'd be surprised if Russell's in the lineup tomorrow night. Are you concerned at all, given the Oilers' absence of Kara and, and, and Cassian? Now, they'll probably get Kara back before the playoffs. Cassian, hopefully, for the playoffs. Are you concerned about the Oilers' uh, toughness, or is that an irrelevant facet in today's game, Mark? 
Well, I heard Dave Tippett just a second ago basically say that it's not any it has nothing to do with fighting. Two things. That was a fair hit, a clean hit, a hard hit. That's the way Matt Kachuk should play. That's the way more players should play. There was barely any hits in that game last night as it stood. It was not a violent or edgy game in any way, shape, or form. I have no problem with that hit that Matt Kachuk... I thought Kachuk was exceptionally quiet last night. And he throws that hit. It was a fine hit. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't even. Did he get? Did he get a penalty on it? Uh, was yeah. there a penalty on that play? Yeah, they just scored to go up three-one, and he got a penalty and put the orders on the power play. <laughs> didn't mean. Didn't look like a penalty to me. It's much like the Nugent Hopkins play where he stood in front of uh, an oncoming flame and they gave him an interference penalty. I thought that was an awful call. So no, I'm fine with it. And to me, Bob, like if he had stuck a knee out, if he, you know, on on a key player, if, if he'd have gone out of his way to wreak havoc and nobody did anything, then we could have that conversation about are the Oilers tough enough? That wasn't a hit that anyone's doing anything about, Bob. That's an every, that, that hit, if it doesn't happen 10 times a game, it should. So, I have no problem with it. Agree or disagree, does Edmonton have the best player, the best defenseman, and the best goaltending in the North Division right now? Whew, that's a good question. Well, they got the best player. Uh, what was the second one? The best. Boy, your attention to detail on today's show is like the best defenseman. That's defenseman. Darnell Nurse, the best defenseman in the in the uh, in, oh, in the boy. north. Well, he's better than. I mean, he's better than anything Vancouver or Calgary has. He's better than Morrissey now, in in my opinion, in Winnipeg. Is he's better than Riley? That's the number one. See, that's a good question. If he's a better all-around defenseman than Riley, I think he probably is at this moment. Yes. Uh, so that brings us to Ottawa, where they have Shabbat. He's better than Shabbat for now, for sure. And now we're talking about what? Shea Weber is is, is your or, question, or, Bob? Or Jeff Petrie? Jeff Petrie's had a good year. Yeah, Shea Weber's a better player, though. I think if you're asking me to boil this question down to let's let's boil it down, is Nurse a better player than Shea Weber right now? Oh boy, that's a you know he's he's having a better season. Can I say yeah. that? He's having yeah. a better season. I don't think I'm ready to stand here and say Nurse is better than Shea Weber. You because you got to do it for a while, Bob. But like, this, if Nurse but, plays at this level for a few years, then let's have the conversation. I'm going to say yeah, but not yet. Is he better than Shea Weber? Not yet. Well, I'm not going to say the Oilers have better goaltending than 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 several other teams. But this year they've had better goal. Mark, they went into last night's hey. game fifth in the league in save percentage. Like, come on. I think goaltending is a little is completely different than the Nurse Weber conversation, Bob. Because goaltending, to me, you can just figure it out on a spreadsheet. I don't need to have names. I don't need to have uniforms. I'll tell you who's got the best goaltending by going to NHL.com and looking at the stats. And it's it's there's no argument. Right, Edmonton's numbers are best. Smith's numbers are best. He's got the fifth best goals against and save percentage among NHL starters. So yeah, they have the best goaltending. Who like that was supposed to be a question mark, Bob, when the season started. Both you and me said right away. It was, it was a fair call, man, about their goaltending. Well, Mark, it just shows you you don't know. Sometimes you just you just don't know. That's that's the beauty of the situation. Okay, uh, one... so I'm writing James Neal right now, and yep. uh, you know what? He if, if if Mike Smith isn't too old at 39, is James Neal too old at 33? Yeah, well, I know I know that uh, Jason uh, Gregor on Oilers Nation uh, a few days ago hit on this as well. I mean, he we're not sure. Look, he was with that Nashville group. 
that that ran through a you know a COVID situation. He, he was not in at the start of training camp. We're not sure about the after effects from COVID. No, but like you know, I'm a huge NCAA football uh, fan. Uh, uh, yep. Spec. There there were schools. There were schools that were you know doing everything possible to ensure the best case scenario for their players and the family representatives because technically they're not supposed to have agents before they uh, declare yep. for the draft several family rep- representatives like some of the kids at LSU just said you're not going back in and playing that's all there is to it we're not even going to risk the downturn and what you can accomplish and how it might affect just uh you know bonus wise right. because of how the NFL draft works I, I I still don't think we know what the after effects of this like I don't know to what degree James has been sick it wouldn't have surprised me if he's been sick more than once this year, um, but he the last two games, the lot like for a 33 year old to have the quickness yesterday spec that he had on the second of a back to back. I got to tell you, I was a little bit surprised with how spry he was around the ice last night. Yeah, well, he kept that breakaway alive. He usually gets, you know, I, I thought he'd get caught from behind. It was Stone that was chasing him, and he didn't get caught from behind, so that's good. Yeah, uh, he's just getting around. Like I think we all know that. I mean, two things. He was one of the better orders in the bubble last year. One of the very few noticeably good forwards that they had was wearing 18. We'd all agree on that. And the playoffs come, the game comes to James Neal, right? Like, the Oilers have some small guys up front. And you tell me how the playoffs are going to treat Dominic Cahoon. You know, you tell me how the playoffs treat a guy like Tyler Ennis, who's got all the try in the world, but he's awfully small. Yamamoto, awfully small. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, not a big guy. Right, the playoffs are—you need some size and some attitude and some pushback. Right, you got to fight for your space in the playoffs, and that's that's where Neil Neil can do that above all those guys I just named. I'm not saying he's better than Nuge, but I'm saying he's bigger and stronger and tougher than Nuge, and he can play. You can't tell me, Bob, that this crop of Oilers wingers that they're running out there right now—that when the playoffs start, James Neal can't be better than one of them. Got to be better than one of them, Bob, doesn't he? Time will tell in that regard. Uh, this text comes in saying, thank you, Mark. Darnell Nurse is not the best defenseman in our league. You're a wise man. We were asking if he was the best defenseman this year in the North <laughs> Division, not if he was the best defenseman. It's a good conversation, Bob. I think we could kill a jug of beer over that conversation right now, don't you think? Well, one day we'll be able to have one within about eight feet of one another, so I'll look forward to that. <laughs> and as usual, you will have to buy. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Spector. Have a great weekend. All right, Bobby, you too. That is Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing and breeding industry. It's 126 in Edmonton, and when we come back on Oilers Now, uh, we will get to our North Division report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. Zach Cassian dealing with a core issue. He is on LTIR until the completion of the regular season. As we go into the North Division Report, it is brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Here is Brendan Escott. Toronto became the first North Division squad to, to uh, clinch a playoff berth this week. That's something the Oilers could have done with a win last night. 
tonight. Instead, they sit nine back of the Maple Leafs with two games in hand. Winnipeg three back of the Oilers uh, now having lost five in a row. Uh, Edmonton with a game in hand over them as well. Calgary pulled within four points of Montreal for the division's last playoff spot. The Habs and Jets both need a win tonight. That is uh, a big one when they face off out east. Vancouver's three consecutive losses have led them down to last place. Ottawa has played six more games than the Canucks and have 42 points to Vancouver's 41. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. Jimmy V has texted us, Ashley Fine Flores text line. Specker is funny. Ask Montreal fans if Weber is better than Nurse. Ask them if they would waive never Weber. The days of Weber being a good defenseman sailed about three years ago. That one comes to us from Jimmy V. Uh, Randy says, wait a sec here now. The last 15 games, Adam Larson has been better than Darnell Nurse. Another texter says the Habs are in serious trouble. Um, Hmm. There will be an announcement coming up on the back end that could be uh, shut down here. Keep an eye on it. Okay, well, uh, maybe I'll reach out to somebody here shortly. Sheldon Kennedy, uh, a survivor and uh, an advocate uh, for things like the Children's Advocacy Center out of Red Deer, coming up to join us on Oilers Now after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.